The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKellar. Good morning, Dr. Claudia. Good morning, Tina. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Now, here we are in the midst of the holiday season, which means holiday parties and a little bit of overindulgence. Usually, it is the new year when we get back to our schedules and focus on our health and our weight. Mm -hmm. But are you suggesting that maybe we start thinking about it now? I think everybody's thinking about it now because we're all being slightly indulgent, which is okay. I mean, it's the time of year where we feel like we need to and we probably want to because we look forward to it for the next 11 months. So weight impacts many aspects of our health. Being 30 pounds overweight increases your risk for a knee replacement by 20% over time due to stress on your knees and all of your lower extremities. Now, being 30 pounds overweight around the midsection actually increases strain on the organs like your liver and your spleen, and it also increases your risk for cardiovascular disease. Now, do you find that that weight gain happens um, as we age and it's a little bit tougher. I'm going to speak personally here. It's a little bit tougher to lose it as well. It is. You know, as you get older and you mature, so our hormones play a large role in our weight. And what happens is our bodies stop working for us because we actually stop working for our body, right? So we need to maintain Mm. a little bit of level of activity. You know, you, you have no choice but to accommodate the changes that are happening physically. So in being indulgent, today means that you have to be less indulgent tomorrow, right? There's nothing wrong with having a cookie or having a treat. I mean, food to me is love. So I'm all about indulging when I need to, but also being aware that I can't do it every day because it's actually not good for my health. So in order to keep a regular balanced weight, you need to balance your meals, and your food choices. So it's not just at this time of year, right? No, it's not just at this time of year. We do tend to take a little bit of advantage of the food choices at this time of year because it's always around us. I mean, you walk into any grocery store, any bakery has everything you could possibly dream of. Uh, So we do take advantage and it's okay as long as we're aware that we need to get back on track immediately. And it is You know, that number one New Year's resolution, right? We all think about, okay, this is going to be the time and the year that I'm going to make that change. Yes. And it's the time of the year that people are thinking about their weight because they're actually gaining weight. And and people see it like, oh, God, I can't put on those pants. and, And it's okay. But it's the number one thought on a person's mind at any given time of the year. And their weight and weight loss is the number one New Year's resolution. And what I found interesting was that halfway through the year, only 30, pe- only 30% of people report that they were successful with their New Year's resolution of weight loss or weight management. Okay. That's not really a high percentage. So it means that we're not being effective at really managing what we're doing with our food choices. And are we being realistic in terms of, you know, how much weight we have to lose or how we're going to do it or how quickly we're going to do it? And and that's the key, right? So you can't lose 20 pounds because most people who commit to a New Year's resolution lose 30 pounds. Well, guess what? They gain 50. Yikes. Because you don't want to do it quickly. You want to make it part of your everyday lifestyle. So for example, yesterday I was at the office, you know, people are bringing me treats. I feel so much love around me. And one of the things that we do is we share food. So I'm eating a cookie. Somebody brought me a baked good. But today 
I'm not going to lie. I am being very diligent about what I'm putting in my mouth today. Okay. In terms of just a, a lighter fare, yep. perhaps yep. lots of water. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hydration is key. So when you're going to be indulgent, just drink a lot, a lot of water because you want to flush out anything that you don't need in your body. Now, you also mentioned to me that you want to change the dialogue about weight and weight loss. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, because the whole point of weight loss is not about losing 50 to 100 pounds. It's about getting your body to work for you. So if your body is functioning optimally, uh, and that includes, and for me, that involves like the whole body, whole healing concept. So mind, body, spirit. So if you are body is working optimally, then your body is working for you. So if you are indulgent today, you're not going to have the inflammation that happens because your body can adapt properly. So it's about eating properly, getting inflammation down so that your hormones and your organs are all functioning like a fine oiled machine. But sometimes it comes down to discipline and commitment. What's your advice then to patients who say, oh, yeah, I'm really trying and I and love it's not that. working. I love that you're trying and I want you to keep trying, but it really does come down to discipline and commitment, right? This is, you know, we have a whole life ahead of us, so we can choose to live it well and we can choose to live it with lots of energy and we can choose to live it where we're, you know, uh, avoiding morbidity. Uh, and that's what it comes down to. So keeping that in mind, you're not suffering by not eating a donut or by eating like high fat foods. It's, that's not a sacrifice. You're doing it for your health. So that's what I want people to keep in mind. So as long as you're trying, if you're having three good days and you have two bad days, you know what? That's okay. But for the most part, you're trying. And to me, that's key. Still ahead, one woman's weight loss journey. She lost 100 pounds. Her story is next. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. Hi, Optical is the highest rated on Google Reviews and a Reader's Choice Award winning optical store with branches in Vaughn and Brampton. Celebrate the holidays with new designer frames from Hugo Boss, Calvin Klein, and many more. You can have a new look with single vision lenses included for only $150. Eye examinations are available on site and for your convenience, iOptical is open seven days a week and can bill directly to most insurance companies. Visit them at 9699 Jane Street, Unit 30 in Vaughn or 60 Maritime Ontario Boulevard in Brampton. Go to iopticalstore.com for more information. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKellar. Thank you, Tina. Our guest today is weight loss expert, Gina Livy. She lost over 100 pounds and is here to tell us that it is possible. We're thrilled to have you in studio today. So, Gina, let's begin with your weight loss story. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had um, I'd been fascinated with the weight loss industry at a young age. In fact, at the age of 10, I opened my own weight loss studio in my parents' basement. Um, now, it didn't last long, but the intention was there. Uh, when I was 14, I became a person personal trainer. Uh, when I was in at university, I was teaching aerobics to pay my way. And what happened about the third year was that I just kept gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining more weight. Um, well, don't they call it the freshman 15 where that's what happens <laughs> in the early years of university? Yes, but my job and how I was paying my way through university was teaching aerobics <laughs> and right. helping other people lose weight. So right? not the right fit. <laughs> yeah. No. So after university, I went to go work at this um, very 
well-known uh, gym in Toronto called Body Alive. It was where all the who's who of Whoville went to uh, work out. I was teaching a ton of aerobics classes, up to 18 classes a week. Um, and my weight just kept going up and up and up. So I was like barely eating anything. I'd grab a coffee and maybe a muffin in the morning, um, go hour, like all day without eating, maybe grab a salad at night. And I met my my now ex-husband, uh, who was a chef at the time. And he had said to me, you know, for someone who works out so much, like you weigh a lot. And he wasn't trying to be mean. He likes big women. So, you know, he was fine with it. But he's just like, for how much you work out, you should be stick thin. And I was like, I know, it doesn't make any sense. So when we started dating, you know how you go out for dinner and you eat, right, all the time? Well, the more I ate the more weight I lost. And I was like, what is going on? This makes no sense. So I kind of went on this mission to figure out why I was losing weight when I should be gaining weight, basically. And the more I exercised, the more weight I lost, the, uh, sorry, the more I ate, the more weight I lost. And then I got looked into um, food additives for a while, metabolism there for a while. Back then, which was 25 years ago, um, metabolism wasn't a thing. It was easy. You To lose weight, you ate less, you exercised more, but that wasn't working. So within the year, I'd lost over 125 pounds. Wow. Uh, and I've now been using the same technique and program that I used to lose my weight to help other people lose weight for 20-something years now. Yeah, and you have like your Facebook Live and you have your weight loss groups, which are very effective and amazing. Like, I mean, you have a huge following, which is great because you're making a difference in people's lives. But what I always wonder is, why is weight loss so difficult? Because people are doing it the wrong way. They're really using old, archaic methods to lose weight. If you want to lose weight, you have to figure out why your body's feeling you need to store it in the first place. And that generally is because of, you know, high stress. That's a big one. Lack of sleep, long periods of time without eating, um, eating a ton of sugar or super large portions, and then reinforcing that time and time again. The human body's not interested in storing fat. That's this huge misconception. People think their body's just out to make them gain weight. Like it's just against them. (laughs) Your body's, you know, fighting against you, but it's not, right? It's not. And people deprive um, and starve and force the fat off. And what you really should do is just simply help recognize that the body gained the weight for a reason, recognize what that reason is, and then help the body get rid of it. It's as simple as that. So any weight loss program you do should not only be balanced and sound and talk about the right amount of time. Like if you want to lose 20 pounds, you got to wrap your head around at least at least three months, mm-hmm. if not more. And it should have an end game. There should be an end game to right. weight loss. Like there shouldn't be in order to maintain your weight, you have to do weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, right. like keto is great, but like, what's the end game to that? When are you going to be able to go back to eating normally without gaining all your weight back? Right. And so uh, that's a, that's a really good point. So when you say eat normally, what, how do you define that? Because I think like for listeners, eating normally is not packing down like a happy meal and then not eating all day. Eating normally is like eating balanced, correct? Yeah, there's so much information out there that people are really confused about what they should eat and not eat. Like people are afraid to eat fruit when they're losing weight, right? Like that's, there's nothing wrong with carbs. Carbs are, carbs are energy foods. Your main source of carbs should be vegetables and fruits and then things like quinoa and rice and potatoes. Carbs, your body needs carbs. The issue with carbs is when your body's feeling you need to store fat. Right. 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 So you have to give your body what it needs so it no longer feels the need to store fat. And that's a very scary thing to a lot of people. That's why they try these quick fixes all the time. And that's exactly. So 
like if a person has a lot of weight to lose, I mean, that's a really intimidating thought. Like, I, gosh, I have to lose 40 to 50 pounds, for mm-hmm. example. How am I going to do that? Like, where do I start? What is your recommendation? Come to me. Okay. Great. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah. just saying that. But my program is different because it's all about being in tune with your body's needs. Like, for example, everyone's weighing and measuring and counting calories. Um, I'll say to people, we'll eat to, they'll say, how much should I eat? And I'll say, we'll eat to satisfaction. And they'll say to me, well, what does that mean? Like, right. people don't know. I said, well, how do you know when you're full? They're like, well, I don't know. What do you mean? I'm like, I mean, how do you know when you've eaten enough food? Well, I just eat everything on my plate. Or I eat everything I'm served. And I'm like, well, that's what? That makes no sense. So that means, Claudia, and you're so tiny. If you go to a restaurant, you're getting served the same meal as a six foot four, 300 pound guy that walks in. And then you're both expected to eat it all. Like, right. that's insane. That's a good point. So a lot of people have really, a big thing people are talking about now is intuitive eating, like be in tune, but no one understands. What does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. So on my program, um, we the first week, it's a 12 week program. So the first week, we really simplify things. And I have people eat. You're eating protein in the morning for breakfast. You're eating fruit mid-morning. You're eating a nice neutral lunch with like maybe chicken and broccoli and quinoa and maybe some leafy greens, a couple snacks in the afternoon, some veggies, nuts and seeds, and then a nice dinner with again like potatoes if you want and some sort of protein and veg. Like so people are actually eating. And then week to week we change it. Like week three is all about mindfulness. So just simply asking yourself before you eat, how is this portion for me? And then being aware while you're eating it? How am I starting to feel? And then being aware after, how do I feel after I ate, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just, it's weight loss is really not about the food. It's about the issues and associations that you've created in and around food, right? So you need to give the body what it needs first, drink enough water, which really helps with cravings. Like if you give the body what it needs after three days, you're not craving anything. And people always say, well, how do I not, like, what about my cravings? I'm like, well, if you give the body what, you, what it needs, you won't have cravings. But there's this big consensus that you can't lose weight in a healthy way and that you actually can't lose weight in a way that you can maintain. I believe that's why people go to quick fixes. And and that's what we talked about a little earlier is, um, you know, most people make this their New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. um, which is why we're talking about it. And believe it or not, only halfway through the year, only 30% of people have achieved those goals. Yeah. Uh, but the scary thing to me is that not only have they not achieved them, they maybe lost a bit of weight, but then gained back double. Okay. Let me just tell you why that is. Okay. It's just how diets are made. Diets are meant to get your body to burn fat. So eating less, exercise more, or eliminating energy foods like carbs, um, it's it's forcing your body to burn the fat as a method to get rid of it. But the body is meant to store a certain amount of fat for emergency purposes, right? So, mm. you know, if, I don't know, if you land on a desert island somewhere and there's no food, like emergency, or when you're sick, like emergency, it's, the bottom line is it's meant to store fat. So if you keep using your fat and burning it, yeah, you'll lose, but you're also at the same time reinforcing the message you need that fat. So the body's like, wow, oh my gosh, we just had to use all of our fat. So first chance it gets, it's like, let me store it all back plus more. And then it's like, yay, look what I did for you. (laughs) And it's not what you want, but the body's thinking it's doing you a favor. Like, oh my gosh, you used all your fat. So I went and stored it all back. (laughs) Yay. And then some. (laughs) And that's why nobody is able to um, maintain their weight loss. That's why I'm saying if you don't do, if you're doing a diet, and it doesn't talk a lot about maintenance, 
then <laughs> then you're in trouble because it's all it's losing it is the easy part. It's maintaining it, and you mm-hmm. want to lose weight in a way where you're maintaining. That's why you got to think of helping the body get the fat out, not forcing it and starving mm-hmm. it, burning it, and keeping the fat that you need because our bodies do need fat to yes. run certain functions. Like yes. particularly women, we need it for proper development in young girls, and you need it yep. to maintain if you're gonna you know if you're in childbearing years, mm-hmm. you need fat. Yeah. So that's a really good point. So it's interesting because I'm all about, you know, trying to eat well. um, But I also realized that in one of your articles that you wrote for Vitalize, you talked about how food choices need to change based on seasons as well. Yes. Okay. That's a really interesting component of being healthy and getting your body to work for you. Yeah, that's a huge one. So for example, in the fall, so in the summertime, your body works like an air conditioner, trying to keep you nice and cool. So when it's hot out, it shuts you down, it keeps you low energy, you're not really hungry, right? And if you are hungry, you're craving sugar. So your body wants to not have to work hard uh, to break down and process your foods. So that's why you want to have a lot more fruit in your diet. In the fall, you your body transitions from working like an air conditioner to eventually like working like a heater. So completely different. And it needs and craves those heavier carbs that are hard to digest that create heat in your digestive system. If you don't eat those heavy carbs that create heat, what's your body going to do? It's going to store fat mm. to keep you nice and warm. So you need to eat the, the potatoes and the rice and the quinoa and the fatty meats and the the hot and spicy foods you need to you cannot use a summer diet in the winter it's just not going to work your body's not interested in cold salads and fresh fruits in the winter so ditch the fruits you still want to keep the leafy greens in for roughage but you can like saute spinach as opposed to having like a salad Mm -hmm. Uh, ditch the fruits and go and add in heavier carbs so you just got to make that but that slight tweak will make all the difference if you feel like your body's fighting you then it is then there's something off you're missing you're missing the mark yeah most people are afraid of potatoes yeah. But I always thought that like, you know, potatoes to me aren't the enemy. I love potatoes in any shape, way, yeah, shape, great. or form. Talk, let's talk a little bit about the alternative, like a sweet potato or a yam or is that a better choice or is a, a regular white potato fine? Yeah, regular white potatoes are a little bit starchier. Um, but again, in the wintertime, that's going to serve a purpose. So I, I wouldn't say anything bad about any kind of potato at the end of the day. Okay. Now, whenever you compare a protein and a fat, to uh, a carb like potato. So the problem with carbs is that they break down into insulin. Your body floods with this chemical called insulin to break them down. So you know when people say they're addicted to sugar, they're not addicted to sugar. They're addicted to um, something that requires a lot of insulin. So sugar takes requires a lot of insulin to break down. Right. And so do things like potatoes and, and heavy carbs. So you want to minimize the amount of insulin your body is using. So you can ha- add like sour cream to that potato. Right. So adding some protein and fat to your sour cream will neutralize the amount of insulin. Yes. Or some avocado, for example, or just make sure in your complete meal that you have some protein and some good fat. So you just want to balance out the kinds of carbs. That, that's food combining, if you've ever heard of that. And what about those these days that really take a, a long break from eating as well? There's that trend these the days. Intermittent to, fasting. Yes. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me because it's just basically you just don't want to eat at night and you don't need to eat breakfast in the morning. Morning, but that's like you never needed to eat breakfast in the morning. When you wake up, you're already full of energy. So if you're going to eat breakfast, higher protein is the best way to go. Um, or don't eat breakfast. And then mid-morning, have something high in sugar that replenishes your sugar stores. So people have taken this intermittent fat, as they do, to extremes. Um, the problem is, is that they're waiting way too long in the morning or afternoon to eat. And then they're eating way too late in the evening. But you can just naturally intermittent fast by assessing whether you need breakfast or not. 
not. And then as soon as it gets dark out, your body starts pumping out melatonin, this chemical to like get your body ready for sleep. And that's just based on your body's circadian rhythm. So the body has no natural natural need to eat at night. At night, it wants to just focus on detoxing the body, it, your circadian rhythm, which kind of your body checks in throughout the night um, and kind of just, you know, does a systems check. And you want your body to do that because that's when your body's repairing and rebuilding. And so when action. should be that deadline? When should we stop eating in the evening? As close as close to after dark as you can, which I know it's like dark so at like 3, 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So obviously in the summertime, you can eat a lot later, right? right? Up until like 8 o'clock at night. So it doesn't mean you have to eat at like 5 o'clock, but try not to, like try to eat at a five or six rather than seven or eight. But you will notice a difference if you just try yourself just one day, one day, try not eating after like 637. And then the next day eat at like eight or nine. And the way you feel when you wake up is just going to be radically different. You're going to your energy is going to be better. You're going to feel a lot lighter. You're going to feel like your body's had time to, to sleep. So eating late at night interrupts your deep REM sleep. So a lot of people say, but I need to eat to go to bed. It helps me sleep. Well, that's because when you eat at night, that insulin, that chemical I'm talking about floods your body. It can give you a little bit of a euphoric high and then you come crashing down and people use the crashing down moment to try to get to sleep. But when they sleep, they're not getting a good deep REM sleep because your body has to process your food and it doesn't, that means that if it's doing that, it can't focus on repairing and rebuilding your body. So you don't wake up feeling refreshed. You don't feel like you got a good deep sleep. It's almost like, yeah, it's like an insulin, it's like a insulin sleep where yeah. your body's just like comatose mm -hmm. and not really repairing and yes. rejuvenating itself. This yeah. really is about getting your body to work for you yeah. as you suggested, yes. Dr. Claudia. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. It's about being in tune to your body's needs. Your body doesn't want chips. Your body doesn't want chocolate. Your oh, body your mind want does. It. People will be like, but my body, I'm like, no, think about that. Your body, every minute of the day, your body's trying to make you as healthy as possible. It's regenerating, rejuvenating. Like its only mission is to make you healthy. Why in the world would it want to eat something that systematically breaks it down? And that's the thing. The foods that we choose to eat, and it doesn't mean don't eat them, but they cause inflammation and stress in the body. Sugar causes inflammation and stress. Um, and it does in everybody. Same thing with dairy. People, you, nobody should be eating dairy. Some people just handle it better than others. No one should be eating gluten. Some people are just more tolerant than others. It doesn't mean you can't eat those foods, but you do need to be aware they have an effect on the body. And the body is not craving them. So if your body is craving something, there's always a message in that for you. So when you crave sugar, generally you need more water. And when you crave salt, generally you need more good fat. So if you just adjust those two things, drink more water, add in more good fat when you're stress-free. Like people are craving like salty foods this time of year because they're so stressed. Also, when it's this cold outside in the winter, it's so dehydrating. So people crave uh, sugar as well. So drink more water, add in an omega-3, bump up your good fats, eat a nice balanced diet, and you're good. That's really good. Yeah. Now what about this time of year? We're in the middle of the holiday season. Whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or Christmas, it is a busy mm -hmm. time. Yeah. It's a time to celebrate, get together with family and friends. We're nibbling and munching here and there. How do you navigate all that? Well, it, that's it. Navigate it. Take a step back. Look at look at where you can keep it together and where you have wiggle room to kind of indulge and then manage it on the back end. So if you have a big dinner tonight and you overeat, the worst thing you can do is not eat tomorrow or try to not. So just get on a regular pattern tomorrow. You have to stimulate food in, food out. So you got if you overeat tonight, you got to get that food out the next day. So the worst mistake people make is not eating. So tomorrow, wake up, have a have some protein for breakfast, you know, drink a little extra water, maybe add in 
some leafy greens, not because it's diet food, but roughage, you know, to kind of keep things moving. Uh, And drink water. If you just drink your water, it'll eliminate your sugar cravings. It'll keep you, I don't like to say more in control, but more in tune with your body's needs. You're not going to gain weight. The body's not looking to gain weight. So when you wake up the next morning, the scale is up. That's not real weight gain. Your body hasn't taken the food and all of a sudden turned it into fat. It's just a backlog of food that needs to come out. So stimulate your digestive system. Keep eating, drinking lots of water. Try to get those leafy greens in when you can. That's a big one. That'll really help. Just doing those those three few things can make all the difference. And just to clarify for listeners, let's talk about healthy fats. Okay. Uh, give us examples of what are healthy fats because a lot of people don't know what that means. So um, is does it mean you have to supplement? Does it mean you include... what? Well, I'm a big weight loss aside. I've uh, done a lot of research on brain health. So I'm a huge believer in omega-3 just for that alone. But taking an omega-3 supplement, it's probably the one of the... E- Without enough good fat coming in, your body will be reluctant to let go of the fat that makes you fat. So upping your good fat intake not only helps your energy and your brain health, but also helps your body feel more comfortable letting go of your fat. So an omega-3 uh, fatty acid fish oil or a 369 combination if you don't like fish is good. And then food-wise, avocados, nuts, seeds, good quality oils on your dressings or your cooking oils. It's just really as simple as that. That sounds really, you know what, you really did make the whole weight loss um, concept so easy to Mm -hmm. understand. Absolutely. And that's the whole purpose of talking about it. And it's a perfect time to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So Gina, thank you so much for being here. You were a wealth of knowledge, which I knew you would be. (laughs) Uh, And if our listeners want to reach you or be in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, You can find me at Gina Livy across all social media platforms and my website as well, GinaLivy.com. And that's terrific. Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect with you directly. You can follow me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or on my website, www.thecenterforhealth.ca. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of the wellness prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.